0: <laughs> hey, we're recording. You're hey, you're to swear. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, well, welcome to Two Crees in a Pod. We are in season five, uh, episode nine, and today we have Alcina White and Lana Whiskey Jack uh, joining us. And so, um yeah, you you shouldn't have heard the conversation before we press record, but we're 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 going to try keep this as. uh as appropriate as possible for this podcast. Um, and so I'll hand it over to you, Lana, to uh, introduce yourself.
1: Dance, Lana, its Kopowin Otsenia, Egua Etoske, Associate Professor at the University of Alberta in the Faculty of Arts in the Department of Women and Gender Studies. It's good to be here.
2: Uh I'll sina white and on its kapunea, a gon may ten a no te petagutan we ne here uh kakw nehwe ticko esqua So there's a few topics that we want
0: to touch on in this episode. Um, but just for the listeners, you got to stay till the end because Elsina is going to be sharing, um, sharing, teaching all of you some Cree. <laughs> we'll see what that Cree is going to be. Um, but maybe where we can start um, is I want to talk about the beavers. Um <laughs> And uh, if maybe you could share with our listeners what the beavers or who the beaver—well, we don't want to be saying names on here—but uh, with the beaver, um, how the beavers came to be.
1: Well, it all began with a uh, frustration, some rage, as per usual with <laughs> us Nehiyawaskwewak, of just being um, the being blamed and carrying the shame of not carrying our language, not being fluent speakers. I've heard in many different gatherings throughout my adult life of, you know, being told by leaders and elders, if you don't speak your language, you can't call yourself a nehyo, mm-hmm. you know, way, can't be a nehyo. If you don't speak Cree, you can't call yourself a Cree person, which is the exact same kind of words as the white paper of Pierre Trudeau, right? <coughs> so. I uh, after I, I don't know the umpteen time of hearing this in a in a teaching lodge, uh, and I asked a question that was taught in English, and I asked a question in English. The 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 educator that the lead of that lodge was basically, if you're going to continue asking talking in English or asking these questions in English, you should move to England. And that one was like a good hard punch. Hmm. So I'm like, all right then, and. So I made this declaration and I shared it with a lot of my mentors, including late, um, our big brother Vince and Diana, like all of Mm -hmm. our our wonderful uh, matriarchs in our community, (coughs) was that uh, I told them, okay, if I'm not, if I don't learn, I would like to say prayer and and uh speak some conversation in Nehiawe and then I'll move to to Europe and go be a munyawiswell over there. So that was like 6 years, 7 years ago. And then um at that time I'm like what's the best way of learning the language, you know, and it's through laughter, right? Um, We're really such Humorous people, and we use humor as such a powerful tool—pedagogical tool, but just a communication to speak about the things that we are uncomfortable speaking about, mm-hmm. that we don't talk about. So um, I gra- I got a protocol bundle together, and I went to one of our uh, beloved, uh, uh, well, Namisban uh, Roxanne, and I made an offering. Can you come? and start us in ceremony. I want to start a group of laughing and humor around especially this change that were happening in my life, being perimenopausal, and I want to be able to talk about sexual health and just be able to talk with other women and two spirits about, uh, you know, about the things we never talk about Mm -hmm. when we're younger or in our communities. And so we had our first circle. Mm-hmm. And again, like the intention was to learn in laughter, to learn dirty words, because we went to, we also, Auntie Ngawe Sis uh, and I, we uh, h- I ho- helped to host a uh, beauty a beauty retreat with other th- 12 other women, there was 12, 13 of us. And uh, we had a night where we were talking about some pretty funny intimate things in and he was teaching us some words in a hot tub in the mountains anyways we're like and so that was where the idea started really sparking from And that was in 2015 mm-hmm. so so there's a, all these little steps that laid, led up to having that ceremony with Roxanne and, mm-hmm. and sharing my intention and we had seven women seven years ago Around this time, when mm-hmm. we started that, so it's been seven years since we had our bit mm-hmm. of the beavers, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm.
3: Hmm.
0: And um, and so I was initiated into that group at. At with Kevin Lewis is out in uh, <clears throat> and uh, his camp. Um, yeah, it was quite the experience, <laughs> and I think that one of the things is that, um, you know, I've been to these, these gatherings, and it is a place that I feel um, a lot of love, mm-hmm. and it is a place where I feel... Um, that I connect with with other women, but just really letting loose. And and again, like I I'm sore when I leave there because you're laughing, mm-hmm. <laughs> so not that kind of <laughs> sore. Oh,
3: <laughs> Moose <laughs> <Mousse> juice. Better <laughs> watch what I say. You
0: drink you're <laughs> I'm trying to drink tea. <laughs> but um there's a lot of laughter mm. there is a lot of laughter and i always appreciate i think i laugh the most with uh <laughs> dlc <Niner laughs> who shares uh, a lot of her uh, stories with us um maybe i'll pass it do you have any questions amber
4: i just have a thought and, and like what lana was talking about with um with laughter and how we uh, oftentimes you know will in our communities use laughter as a tool to, um, to talk about some really uncomfortable things sometimes. And, uh, and it just reminds me of like how, like in our, like the work that we do in trauma work, we talk about laughter as, uh, as literally being, um, this medicine that goes through our body. It starts in our bellies and it comes up and it loosens our shoulders. And it's, 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 it is, you know, um, a form of healing that our people have been using forever. Mm. You know, we've been using laughter forever. And so like when we, talk about our our nations and like you know I'll often like tell you know my students who are predominantly non-indigenous like we're actually really funny people you know and if we laugh with you like that's a good sign you know and if you get teased a little bit like we even talk about teasing as an indigenous love language and you know it's uh, and of course appropriate teasing you know like well I don't even know what appropriate (laughs) is anymore but but, you know, but when you get teased, you know, by, like, an, an older relative, you know, and that, that's a love language that we have, mm-hmm. you know, and it just, thank you for that reminder because it just, like, I've been feeling really heavy, and, like, the moment, like, I sat down, I was like, ooh, like, I just felt loose. <laughs> 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 loose, moose, whatever. Came in sore. sore. ho, oh, I just loosened loose. up. Oh. <laughs> just lubricated here (laughs) I was tight now I'm loose Alcina so thank you for that reminder thank you for that oh wait I have a question for Alcina so every time I'm around Alcina again I feel I do feel loose around you (laughs) but it's 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 um what it reminds me of though is that like and again that looseness that I feel in my body or the way I'm able to just relax uh, and I don't have to be on guard. Mm. And I think that that's something that I've every time I'm around you, I feel like I can just relax my body. I can sit back in my chair. I can pull, like pull my shoulders back.
0: Take your bra off. <laughs> I could take, take your, my bra. Off, take your my, off. my. I don't
4: even know. Uh, never, <laughs> never mind. TMI. <laughs> but but that but that feeling of of not having to be um, on guard. Or where you are, um, you know, you're in these hyper-vigilant states sometimes around uh, folks. And sometimes, like you said, Lana, like when we're around some of our um, our older folks who shame us. Uh, and it's not even just our older folks. It's we do it in our peer groups, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but where that shame exists. I, I've never felt shame, mm-hmm. you know, being in your presence. Mm-hmm. I've never felt like I was, uh, s- that I had anything to be ashamed of. And, you know, like not being able to speak the language fluently. And I love the way that you just speak the language to us. And you don't, like, you just speak it. And then we're just able to just listen. And then we're able to ask you questions. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to, you're not going to shame us for that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, again, is where that, that looseness comes from. (laughs) And so first, I want to thank you for that. And then, so my question is, um, what has inspired you? Or who have you been taught by? that has allowed you to be this safe space? Uh, because again, not all, of our, not all of our folks who are fluent speakers um, have that ability to also mm. be loose, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so who taught you that?
2: Mm. Uh, first of all, it was my mother. My mom was never shy to talk about sex or talk about the body because she was a midwife. Mm-hmm. And I watched her and people would say, oh, your mom's so funny, she just says whatever she wants to say. Mm-hmm. And I and I say, well, she's right about most of the things that she says. And she also used to joke about, uh, you know, swearing. And it's not really swearing, it's how you use the Cree language, eh? Mm-hmm. We were talking about uh, sharing, right, last night with with, uh, Lana and James. And so I told them, uh, is one of those, like, sharing, like uh, giving gifts or, you know, uh, whatever it is that you're going to give that person Our gift. yeah that's <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. yeah so and, she, and it, I said it's not just given away but you can use that as uh, in, the, bed. in bed <laughs> like uh, I can tell my husband and make no way on like and then I'll lay in bed for you and you can do whatever you want oh. <laughs> That's <laughs> Megan away. Right, <laughs> write that down. Okay,
1: put in the spirit markers. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh,
2: whatever so that's, you want. That's, 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 yeah, that's what it really means, like yeah. sharing. Yeah. And you're only sharing with your husband when you say Megan away to him. Mm-hmm. It's not everybody. It's just like a private thing mm-hmm. between you and your partner. Mm-hmm. So you can use it that way hmm so and it, and it's not dirty no it's not mm-hmm. a dirty word at all it just sounds funny because in your head well he's all naked and he's saying you know i'm <laughs> all yours <laughs> do whatever you want <laughs> so like you know that uh, and and i think to me um my mom was the one that really showed me mm-hmm. how to be. And I'm really glad that you say you feel safe with me. Mm-hmm. I learned at a young age not to be safe around anybody. Mm. But as time went by, when I started to understand, because, you know, when, it, when most, I'll say most Native women have been sexually assaulted and we don't know how to deal with it or we don't even know how to be free within ourselves and mm. making away. You mm. wouldn't know how to do that mm. because uh, with somebody that you wanted to be with mm. and so I didn't know how to be free about that. I didn't know how to do that. The other way was being assaulted, mm-hmm. uh, being punched over your your body, especially your vagina. That's what they wanted. Mm -hmm. And there was no, there never was any kind of love or intimacy, you know, you Mm -hmm. see in movies. That's all bullshit. (laughs) It is because in the real world, that's not happening. Mm. Because our men need to loosen up and Mm. they need to. So uh, sometimes I make my husband shy when I get silly when him and i are are just home in the house by ourselves now i'll pull my blouse open and i'll just shake my boobs (laughs) and he can he can't get up because he's on the walker now (laughs) i want my life to be exciting no matter how the situation is (laughs) Maybe that's kind of a mean way, but I, uh, <laughs> he, he loves it. <laughs> he knows his limits. <laughs> so he laughs about it, and then he, he, he says, oh, El are so crazy. Mm. And I said, why are you still with me? Because you love this craziness, I mm. tell him. So for me, I, I, I believe that a lot, uh, I think a lot of women should learn about that. Mm-hmm and not to be ashamed of who we are. Mm-hmm. Even though we were ashamed so much, like in a residential school, I was so ashamed about sex. I would never talk about it. You'd never say nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Even saying a man's body part, like you would, you would be so shy. You know how Native women are? Some of them are just shy. They, they just almost want to crawl under the table. Mm-hmm. And why? Why? Because of that,
3: mm-hmm. <coughs>
2: they were forced to.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And in a residential school, you are forced to. Mm-hmm. So I promised myself and my little Alcina that I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to make people feel good around me. Mm-hmm. And my Kukum used to say, she says, "No don't smell take care of yourself look good and be good to people and people (laughs) will see that spirit in you (laughs) but I've never really had anyone telling me what you just told me Mm. and and it feels good because then I improve myself even more Mm
3: -hmm.
2: because our I guess you know, I was nine years old when I seen a baby being born. And when I seen the baby pop right out, <laughs> I was just shocked and I thought, how the hell did it get in there? <laughs> because nobody told me nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And is it a right age to tell when you're nine or ten? Hmm. I think it's good to tell uh-huh. at, a, at an early age. Uh-huh. So this way you prepare your daughters and granddaughters and chop-ons, I have four chop-ons, you know, I hope to live long enough to tell them Mm. that they're beautiful, that not to be ashamed of themselves Mm -hmm. and to how to protect themselves, Mm. how to be uh, not afraid to say, stick up for yourself and say stop right now or call the cops or whatever. Mm and being always in a safe place. Mm -hmm. Because today's day and age is Mm -hmm. It's not like that. You always have to be aware of everything. Like a deer, you know how they just watch Mm -hmm. and make sure there's nobody there to hurt them. Mm -hmm. And not to be like uh, afraid, but just to watch. Uh, My cookum used to say that too. Know your surroundings all the time. Anywhere you go, watch your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Like one time we were at your at your work in downtown and the alarm went on, the fire alarm and uh me and Kelvin, we were together. I followed Kelvin out and I lost her. Hmm. And uh he he said, where is she? And I said, I don't know. And then I, I sagwayed real loud, and then she heard me. <laughs> she
1: came to me. I sagwayed back. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're the only ones sagwaying. <laughs> and I thought, that's a good way to communicate. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So because that's what our people did a long time ago, eh? The warriors, they would sagway or make a bird sound or, mm-hmm. you know it would be nice to do all those things again and Mm -hmm. teach our our kids Mm -hmm. like I I teach my granddaughter stuff and you know um, my oldest granddaughter never got pregnant right away she had her baby not too long ago she's 26. Mm -hmm. I told her keep yourself Mm -hmm. you don't need to give yourself away to anyone Mm
3: -hmm.
2: unless you want to
3: Mm
2: -hmm. she found herself someone and they have a baby together and Mm -hmm. And, and then I heard they have separate rooms now. So what's with that? <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> so I guess people, you know, uh, I've only seen old people do that, not young people. Hmm. So I don't know how they're one sleeps at the baby or he sleeps with the baby or what? And that's okay if it mm-hmm. works with them. Right. <laughs> so, I was just
1: thinking um, you're sharing something that's really important when we're talking about sexual health is uh, the importance of grandparents as a determinant of health, especially mm. with sexual health, which is what we learned from our seven-year sexual health project mm-hmm. uh, in our community, is learning from the young men. And this is uh, why I think part of my Laughing Beavers is you know speaking with and her talking about her mom I always say I came from a long line of dirty old ladies because they were able to have this humor and talk about these, you know, what people think of as gossip, but those old ladies gossiped to help one another. They didn't gossip to hurt one another, like mm. lateral violence, right? And they would talk about, you know, addressing gender and sexual violence through that humor. And so I knew all the ladies, the old ladies, to talk about. Like especially my auntie who and that's their role as aunties is yeah. we we come in to speak about that, and her mom my who she would always be shirtless whenever we were in a bush she would take off her shirt she would be in that so it was normalized for me to see how my grandmother her strength and her big voluptuous body. Um, being proud in her skin so that body sovereignty was, you know, instilled in me at a young age. And then her openness of always addressing sex through humor, you know, teasing us young folks, don't go spreading your meat around, you know, (laughs) like... (laughs) <laughs> Taking care of your tulips, you know, like washing your tulips, you know, your flower. And so having those kind of, like, the, those grandmothers has been really important of, of me learning how to be a woman and a grandmother. And, you know, as Auntie was saying, a chop on. So, and Nukum always called that area our most powerful medicine, right? And I shared that story before about uh, when I was, cu- I was uh, accused of putting love medicine on an ex and <laughs> and I called Kukum and I was just horrified because that's bad medicine Was what I was taught and so I called Kukum and I'm like I just got accused of like putting love medicine on on my ex and she's like um and she's like you go back and tell her the only medicine we, ha- the most powerful medicine we have is between our legs and so and then of course it was uh, just because he was still calling my name out at night so <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> in bed with his real strong medicine <laughs> real strong medicine <laughs> so my yeah again like how the, our grandmothers and so negawis is like our that teaches us that language in our beavers, and we each have our dirty beaver name, you know, mine's Ekota, Ekota, right here, right here, <laughs> just in case, uh, and then, uh, can I share your name? <laughs> and then, Negawis, and the this is uh, Nutugel Pemi, greasy old lady, <laughs> and so we give each other these names, and, it, and that's how we initiate, it's one of our methods of, of coming into that circle, Yeah. What's yours?
0: <laughs> what's yours? <laughs> what's yours? <laughs> I'm.
2: <laughs> what's your name? Kance. Okay. son.
0: The uh, Okamau. All what's all nighter?
2: Wapanaxis.
0: Wapenakses. okama Okamau mm. uh, Boss all nighter. <laughs> <laughs> the boss of all nighters. Real strong. <laughs> strong name. <laughs> strong medicine. Give <laughs> <gave> me hope. <laughs> I feel hopeful now. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get your
1: name soon. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to initiate you <laughs> by the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah, have your name. And it's funny because when we do initiate, one of the things we ask in those, in that, in that, when we're initiating someone is, is how is your emiguan, <laughs> demiguan. <laughs> what's your relationship to your you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and then we found out she's the boss of all night and these
4: and like uh, again these conversations are are so important i remember when uh Oh, hold on a second. I'm seeing a rainbow dildo here.
1: There's one of the beavers. Oh, there
4: she is. Oh.
1: Is that your
4: staff? That's our
1: talking stick.
4: Just dancing in with that. Um, we actually, uh, someone in class talked about a rainbow dildo yesterday. Um, but these these conversations are so important because, I, again, I go back to, like, I think about, like, my mother and my mom uh, was in a very strict uh, Catholic school in Toronto, Ontario, and spent a lot of her childhood you know in this in this school um, and uh, without you know sharing too much of my mother's story um, what I will say though is that what what we know is that when kids young young people are indoctrinated with this understanding of even our menstrual cycles um, about it being shameful, and then on top of that, your body being shameful, and sex being shameful, and all of these things just so, just so shameful. I remember when I got, uh, I had my very first boyfriend that I was um, going to be sexually active with.
0: What's his name? No. Him. <laughs>
4: Him. <laughs> <laughs> But I was, and it was interesting because I was a bit of a late bloomer, meaning like all of my friends were already sexually active and I wasn't. And I know that that had a lot to Mm. do with the fact that when my sisters had their babies, they were really young. My Mm. sisters were teen, teen moms. And my mom made me listen to them in, like, give birth. And I just remember that sound. Oh, and I was like, I'm never doing this. I'm never doing this. Like, and, and I think that the teaching was... If you do this, you will get pregnant. Like that was the teaching. So I remember when I had my first boyfriend and I was, I don't, I don't think I was sexually active yet, but my mom probably knew. And so she pulled me into the bathroom and I thought she was going to give me cash. Like I was like, oh, she's going to give me cash. She handed me um, a paper and it had a doctor's name on it. And she said, go get on birth control. And that was our conversation. And I recognized that my mom was trying to protect me and keep me safe. um, And that's the best way she knew how. Um, we didn't have the conversation about sex, you know, in that way, but she still was able to tell me, this is what you need to do to protect yourself from, you know, having a baby, you know, with this person. And I know that that was a protection because I know if I would have had a baby with that person, I would have been parenting alone. I know that. Right. Mm And, and, uh, and so my mom was protecting me. Um, but we didn't talk about sex. We did not talk about sex. Um, and then I made it a point to be a very open mom with my kids about sex. And I remember this one time, um, it was my daughter's, my oldest daughter, she's 18, going to be 19 next week. And she was probably, it was probably her 10th birthday party. And she had all these little girlfriends at the house and we were like, I was cooking in the kitchen and I started talking about, um, I was like, so girls, uh, and I kind of just led into the conversation. Then I started talking about condoms and I'm like, do all of you know what the purpose of a condom is or how to use a condom? Damaris looks over at me and she's like, shut Oh, and I'm like no it's really important she's like at my birthday party and I'm like well listen I have a crowd yeah it's I know, like I know. <laughs> she still remembers that the next year she's like please don't talk about condoms at my birthday party I'm like I won't fine but I I always try to find opportunities where if I do have like a larger group because I don't know if those young young mm-hmm. folks are having those conversations mm-hmm. at home or if they're even safe conversations right and so I made a point and I promised myself that I would be a safe person, that my kids could come to me and say, mom, I have a question about a penis. What does it look like? You know, and I'm able to say, this is what it looks like, you know? And and then my, so my 13 year old asks questions and she feels safe asking me. Mm. And I really wanted that to be part of my kids' experience. I don't want my kids to feel shameful about their moon times. I don't want my kids to feel like, my kids will announce when they have their moon times. Like they're very much like, like, we were, I don't even know where we were recently, and there was other people there, and my daughter was like, I need pads, I got my time, you know, like, and there was other people around, and I'm like, oh, I'm so thankful that my children don't feel like they have to hide those things, because there's nothing to be ashamed of, mm-hmm. nothing, mm-hmm. right, and so thank you for, mm-hmm. like, for sharing that, because I, I know that there are other people who, who probably want to be, who say those things to their own children, and, uh, and don't know how. So thank you. Thank you both for being that, that space for other
2: women too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, in the, in the Cree way, they have, uh, they have rites of passage and they do talk about stuff like that, not to be ashamed of anything. Uh, And just because you're, you know, you're passing your Don't be ashamed of it. And they have a four-day ceremony, especially just for that. Like, who does that? We do. Mm -hmm. Our people, uh, that's part of nature, and that's part of, you know, not to be ashamed of of Mm -hmm. your body. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, girls are made to feel ashamed of themselves. And that's not right. And see, when I was in a residential school, I always promised myself, I want to be able to take care of myself. And then when I got older, I started learning about rites of passage. And then I, I thought, you know, the best ones to take care of the, the ones that are learning right now. Hmm. So they'll hmm. learn how to be safe, hmm. even though they're not my grandchildren. But I taught a lot of young yeah. girls mm-hmm. that their their bodies okay. are so precious and that's why we're built so different from men because we can give birth to our our babies and we can do that but only when you're ready only when you're older when you understand more about life Mm. not just not just because a boy wants to have sex with you no no that's not that's not the that's not it it's when you're ready when you think you're ready when you're older yeah. because when you even you're 25 you're still not really ready because I was 20 when I had mine mm. but I felt like I wasn't even ready I wasn't even strong enough mm. and I always say if I was to start all over again I would I think I would be pregnant at 30 35 and yeah. be it, <clears throat> yeah. because then I've already had my crazy life and my you know Stupidity, shaking, shaking my my boobs, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my, my <laughs> children shaking my muck, deuce. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: and that's all I'm, I
2: wanted to say because it's important that we l- we allow our, our, our daughters or nieces or uh-huh. you know, like I look at my 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 oldest she's eleven. Mm -hmm. 11 years old and she had her time and the most funniest thing was my 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 son was they went to uh, somewhere uh, corn maze Mm -hmm. and my my son opened the door and he said ladies first and and then Mm -hmm. my chapan said why do you want to say that I'm not even in my time yet I'm not a lady yet (laughs) (laughs) that's what she said and I thought. She said it out loud. Yeah. She mm-hmm. wasn't shy to say yeah. it. And mm-hmm. which was very good. Maybe yeah. I taught her something. Mm. Yeah. You know, mm. I want to be able to. How do you say like army of women not to be ashamed of themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and spread the word. Yeah. You know to to stand up for yourself mm. uh, and feel. The yeah. Spread the beaver. <laughs> yeah, nice. Spread the beaver when you're ready.
0: <laughs> beaver medicine. <laughs> I and I just wanna. <clears throat> Uh, acknowledge um, both of you um, because I know that when my youngest daughter went through her um, her first time uh, her moon time um, she was we you held ceremony for her and I think, you know, there was just this beautiful way to acknowledge and celebrate her. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really emotional for me as a mom to witness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to see all these other women, you know, contribute to teaching her in that space. Um, the other thing that I remember, and it's like this image that I would love, like, and I can get it out of my mind, is that my mom was there. So my mom, my auntie, my sister were there as well. Um, and you had asked her to go around, um, to pray for Mm -hmm. every woman in there. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she would, you know, hold up her, her hand. So she went to each woman, but at the end she had, she went to my mom. Um, and my mom asked her to put her hands on her head. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sitting there watching, you know, my daughter holding my mom's head, praying for my mom. Mm -hmm. And... That was just so beautiful that you know that i'll I'll never forget, mm-hmm. and my daughter will never forget, and my mom will never forget mm-hmm. and so I thank you because <clears throat> you created um something really special for for my daughter, and so uh I really appreciate that and and i hope my hope is that we can continue to create spaces like this for yeah. our young our young women in our communities because uh, that is that is so important um, and as we are Wrapping up, <clears throat> I want to offer you both the opportunity to share any closing comments with our listeners.
1: I think um, Just sharing that one of the things of kind of closing and thinking about our gap up at a is the importance of that laughter was helping us to actually address the shame we carry in our bodies, yes. in our wombs, in our minds, mm-hmm. in our hearts. And so laughing through all of that pain, that rage that started that kind of that spark for this, g- these gatherings is to move the body. And that's what we do when we gather in those circles. We start with our smudge, even though it's with a Uh, you know, a rainbow dildo (laughs) (laughs) as our talking stick, opening to talking about where are we at at this moment in this time. And then we go and we could be talking about uh, grief, loss, um, violence, all of that, and then close it through those different circles of of telling stories, laughter, uh, asking the most random kind of questions that aren't asked of you and being able to give gifts after that, which is what we do. We Mm -hmm. dance, we play, we, you know, and that importance of play, again, of moving our body Mm -hmm. to no longer carry the shame of being in a swale, of Mm -hmm. being a wombster, of being a two-spirit, because we have two spirits in our group as Mm -hmm. well. We have some men in our group, you know, and so having those spaces just to be able to talk and laugh and share and cry and, and that is, like, to me, a, such an important part of our ceremony of those spaces mm. and moving through that. My husband would always say, you know, Lana, you like same with my auntie of her being crazy. My husband would say, uh, you put the Cree in creep, Lana. <laughs> so all of this inappropriateness. Is, is, is part of being a Nehyo squirrel. I thought it was just being a sad Laker woman, you know, crazy. But as we continue talking about this, we're definitely, you know, um, we're, we're, we need to normalize this. And I don't call it, cur- I, I, ca- I don't call it safe, because that's, Auntie has never, Kukum's never taught me to be safe. She's taught me to be courageous. Mm. You need courage to get to that. So when you're moving through mm-hmm. shame and getting to that place of not being safe but being courageous, mm. that's when you're able to share mm. and be, you know, um, as my son was told in his rites of passage, Nia Oma Nia. I am who I am. Mm. I think that's so important. Mm. As a good Cree word, a mm. sentence, Nia Oma Nia. Mm. Mm.
0: So here Alcina, you also have to teach all of us <laughs> and some listeners, uh, a one creed dirty, one a one creed dirty, here, one. Dirty. <laughs> yeah. 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 one dirty term. One dirty term. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
2: I just wanted to say something while <laughs> Lena was talking. Uh, I think our shame and all the negativity of our own bodies was from religion.
3: Hmm. Hmm.
2: Religion is so strict and it was never, they made you feel ashamed of your body. And they would say, if a boy looks at you, you're gonna get pregnant. Or if you hold hands with a boy, you're gonna get pregnant. It takes more than that <laughs> to get pregnant. And that's what we were told. And it, it, it like it, it is in our heads. Mm-hmm. And so I learned that all my life, you know. And so when when Lana asked me to come and be the dirty old lady <laughs> in our beaver, She's so, <laughs> so there's some Cree words <clears throat> that are very. <laughs> I don't think my mom would care. <laughs> she
1: could be yelling it.
2: Or or any of the old ladies I hung out with because I worked with. A, old lady well old people for 15 years and they're they're the ones that really taught me all these dirty <laughs> swear words <laughs> so i don't know what kind of dirty word what do you want me to say amber <laughs> what kind of dirty word i will do my best to be the dirtiest one
0: <laughs> did did you
4: share on on the episode the Oh Yeah, she, she did say, Come here and do whatever you want to me. You already oh, shared make that. Maybe in a way. Yeah, you away. shared that one. Yeah, yeah, make that it one. Away. I like that one. Uh, I <laughs> you really might use it. You might use it. A really
1: good word that I really liked was uh, clitoris.
2: Ooh, okay. Clitoris. Clitoris. Oh, your daini. Daini? Yeah, daini. And
1: it's connected to uh, mitaini, which yeah. is your tongue. So it's little tongue. Which yeah. is such a pleasure. And that's the thing, too, oh. with the laughing beavers. This is where you learn pleasure and joy. Yeah. You want to learn about good sex, learn how to laugh and and, and connect to your own pleasure and joy. Yeah dani
2: one say uh some nan tanies Samna. means touch yeah. my tongue yeah. <laughs> my little tongue my, my, my little tongue. tongue me my little tongue <laughs> <Daini>. and me <laughs> it's, it's so cute <laughs> it's <repeated. laughs> say again again and dani says it means little tongue
1: so and th- how do you say touch your little tongue
2: samna ke danies samna, samna. <laughs> yeah, you would tell him to touch it.
1: <laughs> or, the, or
2: them. Pay me. <laughs> 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 Pay <laughs> oh, oh, me. Right <laughs> so. Pay me. Oh. So. Pay me. 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 to
4: Pay me. text. Pay me. Pay me. Pay
0: me. Pay me. Pay me. Pay me. Pay me
4: voice notes <laughs> <on> voice note. <laughs> uh, uh, thank oh thank you thank you both so much um this is the, the <laughs> laughter that we share uh the courage the bravery the safety all of those things are so just it, so needed and and I'm so thankful for both of you mm-hmm. um and time I get to spend with both of you um is, is just really it's good for the it's good for the what? Say the word again. Dainey. It's good for the dainey. <laughs> my
2: dainey sis. My, my dainey
4: sis feels good right now. me <laughs> wait then, <laughs>
3: <And> me. <laughs> Real hard. <laughs> Can we better cut, cut the tape? Cut the tape. Bro.
4: Two crees in a pod. Two crees in a pod. Two crees in a pod sonny means
3: yeah
4: let's go they push us to this point, frustrations of a common man Manifest the destiny, Preaching, and pledge the promised land I'm stuck between taking my journey, live with no honor Like what's the use of my kids, can't taste clean water A child born into a world, revolution's not a choice Fighting to be heard so we make them hear our voice Remember ancestors, anguish, lightning in our veins Hear it in a language when they are kissing for the rain I am product of people that persevere persecution Paint me so creator sees me if I go out shooting Experience our pain when our women disappear daily Anxious to be angry, pacifists might hate me. Trolls on the internet constantly trying to bait me. We move in silence, cover of the night, learning from the wolves in the forest, tracking enemies in the woods. Reincarnations of warriors, riding for salvation, or are we false prophets when we submit to temptations? Colonization is a hell of a drug. We all seem to go crazy when we fall in love. I said, colonization is a hell of a drug. We all seem to go crazy when we fall in love. I said.
0: Two Crees in a pod.